Welcome to the She is a Nourish Mom podcast, where we talk about all things self-care, motherhood, and faith for the Christian mom who wants to transition from worn out to winning as the mom and woman God called her to be. I'm your host, Dr. Latoya Wiggins, but please just call me Latoya. I just want to be your mommy friend and sister in Christ as I teach you how to no longer feel depleted, but how to develop healthy habits to be nourished, renewed, and rejuvenated with biblical principles that bring peace instead of self-pity. Now let's get nourished together. Hey mamas, I hope you have been enjoying the three-part series on mompreneurs. And now today I have a very special guest, Kiri Honey. And today we are talking about relationships, how to revive those marriages. So hey Kiri, how are you? Hey, I am great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm so glad to have you. So introduce yourself to our mamas. Tell them a little bit about you and what you do. So I am Kiri. I live in New Zealand. I am a relationship coach and have been for the last couple of years. Prior to that, I was actually a high school art teacher. Wow. Um, but life dramatically changed after I had kids. Um which is what led me to do this work. I knew that I wanted to support moms in some way. And this is the natural progression of, of where we came to from there. Um, so basically what I do is I help moms revive their relationship with themselves so that they can have a stronger partnership, role model the kinds of relationship they want for their kids and have more fun and connection along the way. Yes, I love that. How many kiddos do you have? So I have two kiddos. Olive is seven and Loki will be five in November. Oh, yes. Those little ones. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so glad that, you know, you do the type of work that you do because, you know, after having kids, <laughs> it definitely changes a lot in our relationship. So, mm-hmm. you know, I remember all the fun that my husband and I had before. <laughs> You know, we have to really, excuse me, we have to really be intentional about Mm -hmm. still having that fun. It's not that we don't want to have fun, but Mm -hmm. we have three kids (laughs) and they each have their own personalities, their own needs, um, you know, and it's very easy to get lost once you get married. And, you know, I feel like at times, sometimes you feel like you're living with a roommate, you know, (laughs) you know, so you have to Mm -hmm. make sure that you're you know, you had that spark in your marriage, or sometimes you get so lost, you get so used to just everything being about the kids, you don't even know how to get that spark back. So I love that you even mentioned that, um, you know, you help people revive their relationships, but it actually starts with you. Tell me more about that. Absolutely, it does. So basically, in my own, in my own marriage, it was actually when I was still pregnant that that with number two, that things were just really falling. Things were falling off the wagon. They were going (laughs) all the places. And what happened in my marriage is my husband actually had an affair. Mm -hmm. And this could have been the end. And I know something like that would be the end in a lot of relationships. But for us, it was actually the beginning. Mm. And what that meant was it was kind of the kick in the butt that we needed to get ourselves back on track. 
neither of us wanted to be in that place. Neither of us wanted to be distancing from each other. But that was the reality of our situation. And I learned to take what I like to call radical responsibility mm-hmm. for the role that I played in that happening because it wasn't just him. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in a very good place. I wasn't very pleasant to come home to. I was complaining a lot about how hard the kids were, how how much I was struggling. I wasn't sharing any of the positives because there were plenty of positive things, but I wasn't talking to my husband about it because I needed to vent. I needed to complain to somebody. And, and I expected that I should be able to do that. But that's not what a loving relationship is. We need to be able to talk about the good and, and the bad and not feel like we're just a sounding board for all the complaints and, and all of that that we can put on each other. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, it, it did all start with me. Once, once this happened, I was like, all right, <laughs> things need to change. Mm-hmm. What can I do? What can I do to save my marriage, basically? Yes, I'm, I love that you mentioned that because, like you said, um, infidelity could be the end to many marriages. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are many people who do want to work on their marriage, you know. And a lot of my moms are Christian moms. And that's one of the things in the Bible, you know, you infidelity could be that way out. But if you make you know vows to God, you want to try to honor those as best as you can. So it's like, what can we do to fix it? And I love that you acknowledge there were some things that I was doing wrong. You know, mm-hmm. does that mean you should have, you know, been, uh, you know, should the infidelity happen? No, but w- what part did I play into mm-hmm. that? I love mm-hmm. that you acknowledge that because a lot of times you're so busy focused on the other person and why they mm-hmm. did that. But what can I do? What was not, I doing? And not to mention the fact that we get into blame and we're like, how yeah. could they possibly have done that? And And don't get me wrong. I was in that place as well. Mm-hmm. But we were both like, no, we don't want this. Yeah. We we chose to move forward. Okay. So this happened. Yep. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. We're it's not the not my favorite day. <laughs> but how can we move forward and future proof it so that yeah. this kind of stuff doesn't happen? Because there's also so many people out there that are would say things like once a cheater, always a cheater, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you you can buy into stuff like that if you choose to, but we are all capable of making those kinds of mistakes yeah. if the circumstances are like that or if the circumstances allow it. Mm-hmm. But the grass isn't greener on the other side, everybody. The grass is greener where you water it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that. And there's so many moms out there who can relate to you know, your story. And one thing I, I know that you mentioned that I'm guilty of, and I know a lot of moms are guilty of, mm-hmm that nagging piece you know we feel like we Mm -hmm. need you know we we should be able to vent but how are we venting Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know yeah the only communication you have with your spouse the venting piece like you said Mm -hmm. you're always spilling all this negativity where's all the positivity you know Mm -hmm. and my husband has said that to me in the past it's like as soon as you walk through the door (laughs) nag 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 nag. this is all the things that are going wrong but what about acknowledging what he's doing right Mm -hmm. which is still a lot 
But if you're not then, reminding them of that, that's all they see. Like she just hates me. Yeah. All she does. <laughs> yeah. And they and they think like I have I've had many conversations with my husband. And we're like, it feels like I can't do anything right. Yeah. Because, you know, he's like, I'm I'm a pro at work. I always do all the things. And then I get home and I'm like, I can't even I can't even stack the dishwasher properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. And that's so true. And, and I remember, go yeah. ahead. No, I was going to say back when things were really bad and my husband would come home from work, I would like throw the kids at him. I was like, I am out. <laughs> right. Instead of like, hi, welcome right? home. So great to see you. Right. Like, yeah, not cool. <laughs> so true. And I was going to say, I, I forgot it was a, it was either a TV show or a movie I was watching. I can't even remember who it was matter of fact i think it was a clip of a tv show and this lady was saying that um i think she was pretty much saying like all the stuff that she would do before her husband would get home because you had to think about it like your husband is out already fighting the world <laughs> the last thing that they should have to do is come home to fight you <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. so it's like you want to have that peace. And, you know, when you think about things like that, all I'm doing is venting or throwing the kids at I'm like, yes, you may need a break, but can you at least get in and get comfortable first? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, yes, just really making sure we're pouring into, into our spouses and, you know, pouring into each other, making sure that we're meeting each other's needs, because if not, it does open the door for many things. It, you know, not just infidelity. It can open many doors that can lead to divorce, you know, a separation. Mm-hmm. So what can we do to revive our marriages? So you talked about reviving um, things in ourselves. So tell us a little bit more about that. What were some steps that you took to revive your marriage, you know, starting with you? So for me, I had to really look into the self-care and and what could I do to bring in more fun for myself? And um, and it involved a lot of self-reflection, a lot of exploring because I had lost myself in motherhood. I was not <laughs> doing any of the things that I enjoyed. And so I did find motherhood at that stage in life very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so how could I, what What were the things that I really enjoyed doing that I wasn't doing enough of? Like, um, spending time with my friends, like actually going out and and doing something outside of the house without kids yeah. was something that helped fill my bucket up. I also realized that I needed, like I get overwhelmed and I get into stress mode when, when everyone's like at me, right? Mm-hmm. So being being aware that actually having some quiet time was something that I really needed for me. Um, that's when I discovered meditations and how Mm -hmm. much that helped me and I also got back into creative mode Mm -hmm. because like I was an art teacher art has always been something in my life but even as a teacher I wasn't really doing it myself Mm -hmm. so actually finding my way back to having some time to do that not with any not with any kind of goal or like, I'm not trying to get a painting in a gallery or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just wanted to put some stuff on paper and cut things and glue yeah. and color <laughs> and, and, and doing stuff like that for myself really helped me find that joy mm-hmm. so that I, so that I can be a better person, a better mom, 
you know, when I am with the kids and when, yeah. <laughs> and when everyone is at me and I'm in a better headspace because of it. Yeah. So when you started prioritizing self-care, making sure you were hanging out with your friends more, tapping into things that you love, like, um, you know, getting back into art, uh, meditation, and just doing those things that brought you joy. What did you start to see happen in your family? You know, not even just your marriage, but how, I know you did mention, you know, you're showing up better for your family. What were some of the differences that you saw, you know, where you were well, able to pour to yourself? Yeah. So I am not as grumpy as much. <laughs> Right. So, so I wasn't, yeah. So I wasn't like snapping at the kids and I wasn't like, um, crying, crying emoji <laughs> to, to my husband all the time. And I wasn't like feeling like I had to throw the kids at him when he got home anymore. I even started getting back into like cooking. Mm -hmm. One of the things that, that I struggled with was, so my husband would come home from work and he would cook dinner because I was just mm -hmm. like, I just couldn't do any of the things. And then I discovered some, you know, like a, a passion for cooking again. And actually in our ability to communicate, one of the things that we did that really helped was I asked him if he could, all he had to do was grab some like meat out of the freezer. Mm -hmm. Because if I know what we're having, then I can whip something up. Yeah. But it's actually that decision fatigue that I'm sure a lot of moms can relate to, even if maybe you haven't heard that term before, that we just get so overwhelmed with having make, to make decisions for everyone that I couldn't make a decision for dinner. <laughs> but in, in being able to communicate and being aware of how that impacted me, mm -hmm. then we can work together and be like, okay, I can support you by doing that. And now I can cook dinner and I don't feel overwhelmed by it because I no longer have to like go to the freezer <laughs> as, <laughs> as, as simple as that sounds, but it's, that's the reality. No, I'm sure a lot of moms can relate that relate to that. I know I can, because sometimes yeah. the part of cooking that I dread is just trying to figure out mm. what are we going to eat? So like you said, right? it's, it's something that's, something so simple because it is simple like mm. just taking the meat out that really helps you know yeah. <laughs> okay this is what we're <laughs> eating <laughs> I know. or you know like you, said, you may be so tired sometimes we'll write to-do lists sticky notes or whatever mm. and you may still forget you know like uh, you already had an idea for dinner then you forgot but by having him take that out that's like a reminder so like you said you can bypass that confusion or fatigue that you were having because you're so mentally exhausted, you know, from whatever, just having a busy day, yeah. having a busy day with the kids, good or bad, you know, so I can definitely understand how that was so helpful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then, that took some of the, you know, that took some of the weight off of him too. Hmm. But a lot of times when you're pouring back into yourself, you actually have that mental energy to do those things you don't either enjoy doing, or maybe you did enjoy cooking, but because of the fatigue, you don't enjoy it anymore. So it just gives you that yeah, I feel like when you're just more energized mentally and physically, you can get back to doing those things that you love and even don't love so much without the dread. <laughs> without dread. But the other thing, the other thing that the self-care helps with here is that when your husband forgets to get the meat out, you don't <laughs> you don't then jump at him. Yeah. 
and be like, how could you forget <laughs> to do that one thing? Because, yeah. you know, because Don't we forget. do that. <laughs> yeah. And so yes, less he grumpy. will forget. Yeah. Just like yeah. you forget as well. Exactly. And just acknowledging yeah. that too, you know, like mm-hmm. you're not perfect either. You're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So when they make the mistakes, you can just, for me, just taking a few deep breaths to remind myself mm-hmm. of those things mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of just immediately snapping. I love that. Yeah. So what were some different, um, some other changes you saw in your marriage? So you revive yourself and now you're reviving your marriage. Yeah. Tell me more about so, that. So the other things we talked about radical responsibility. So that mm-hmm. comes into my awareness of how basically I was entering into conversations, entering mm-hmm. into situations. Um, there was a lot of awareness that came up. I mentioned the dishwasher earlier. This is quite, this is quite a point of contention in, <laughs> in, in many marriages I have learned, but it was a, it was a real place in our marriage. We would have the fight all the time over the stupid mm-hmm. dishwasher and figuring out, why we were having a fight over the dishwasher and what that was actually about. Mm-hmm. And then, and then coming up with our own strategy to ease that. So we didn't have that fight all the time. Right. That was a big one. Um, also learning to prioritize each other because I mean, how many times I can like, you know, your partner comes home, they're still on the phone from work. You like, you're excited to have them home. The kids are excited, but they're still not present. Yeah. So having having conversations around that and and why that's important. Um, what else? Um, having date nights. That was a really big one. Um, being open and honest and vulnerable was a super big one, especially when when the whole affair came mm-hmm. out. Like, it, it was brutal at times that conversation, but it has led to a lot more open and honest conversations without judgment. Uh So being able to communicate what you want, what you need, um, in all capacities without feeling judged by the other person is, is a really big deal. And I know my husband was very resistant to sharing openly and honestly Mm -hmm. his side of of what took place because of the shame yeah because he he felt a lot of shame around you know how could he do that to us as a family and why do you want to know that why do you want to go through that pain and so being able to understand that I needed to know so that I could move forward Mm -hmm. so that I could stop thinking about it in my head, making it worse and, and so on and so forth. And so those brutal, honest conversations, as hard as they are, are so important for moving forward. And I mean, we used to have, we used to have big fights. We used to like, I, basically I would start a fight and then I would run away. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's kind of, so I, I would like go in guns blazing and then he would come back and I'd be like, okay. (laughs) And so becoming very aware that that was the way that was my like natural instinct and and remembering what his natural instinct is Mm -hmm. and, 
again, so it, it really comes down to that awareness, but now we are able to have conversations. We're able to have disagreements, of course, because you're mm-hmm. going to, but our like turnaround rate <laughs> to be able to get back on track and to be able to understand each other is it's massive. It's made such a difference. And then now we can sit down, like after we've had an argument, we can sit down and we can talk about how we were feeling at the time and what was going on for us and why we snapped or whatever it was um, and how we can move forward and, and do better next time. And then another thing is just your expectations. Mm. We have such ridiculous expectations of both <laughs> ourselves and our partners, don't we? And so lowering that and just being, and just like realizing that we're all going to mess up at some, like we all make mistakes. We all Mm -hmm. do the things we don't necessarily mean to do it. Um, and yeah, so did that answer your question? That was a lot of things. Oh no, that was great. (laughs) I mean, I was, I can just relate to a, you know, a lot of that you were saying, you know, uh, for me and my marriage, I feel like the communication is a very big thing. Um, and then it helps with patience. So like you said, just kind of, um, being more understanding and like you said, dropping those expectations. We're not saying you should have low expectations, but like you said, a lot of our expectations are ridiculously high. (laughs) I think, I think it depends what the expectations are Yeah. because things like you should be able, you should, you should be able to trust that you can say something to your, your partner without feeling blame or shame or mm-hmm. or any of that you should be able to have a conversation with your partner without them being on the phone or you know um but do we necessarily expect our partners to take the rubbish out every tuesday <laughs> <laughs> like you you can do that too so if you ex- if you expect that you're going to have to do it and then they start doing it you like, you notice that and you're like, Ooh, thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I appreciate you. Appreciate you doing that. Yeah. Um, and then it just, it just fosters a bit more love and recognition of each other. And, mm-hmm. and if you start dishing out the compliments and if you start dishing uh-huh. out the appreciation, it's much more likely that it's going to come back to you. Yeah. I was definitely thinking that part when you were, <laughs> you were like easing into it, you know, just really showing that, pre- <laughs> you know, you said recognition. And I feel like, especially for a lot of men, they want that, you know, Mm. recognition, you know, like, where's the affirmation? Like, you know, again, a lot of times we're so busy nagging. They want to Mm. know that you appreciate what they're doing. So it could be something very minor. You know, I remember in the past, sometimes I used to feel like I shouldn't have to thank you for certain things. You know, those Mm -hmm. are things that you quote unquote should be doing. But Mm -hmm. he needed that affirmation. So now, you know, I try to, you know, it could be something as simple as like a few weeks ago, I was going to take the kids to the beach, Um, you know, just us while he was working. And then he said, he said, oh, oh, if we go a different day, um, he had said like another day where he could um, take off, he would take us. And I really didn't want to drive anyway. (laughs) So (laughs) just having him drive, that just felt good to me. And I just, you know, he said like, thanks for taking us. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm out with my family, but yes, thank you. Like, cause I really did appreciate that, <laughs> you know, yeah. so 
you know, minor things, you know, he would tell me, you don't have to thank me for that. I'm like, but you don't understand, period. Like, that really did mean a lot for me. <laughs> yeah. And just, and just acknowledging those little things. Like, yeah. um, what was I going to say? You, how, how far would him saying or them saying, you're such a great mother. Yeah. How, how would that, or thank you so much for cooking that meal. Thanks mm-hmm. for folding. Thanks for folding my washing. Yep. Yeah. Those like, things. Like he'll say that to me sometimes. I'll say it to him sometimes. And we're all, and we both <laughs> respond to saying, we're like, you don't have to thank me for that, but it's just showing appreciation. Yeah. You know, especially. And you don't have to do it all the know. time. Yeah. But it's just sometimes, yeah. you know, especially if it's something that he may, um, or, you know, I may normally do and he ends up doing it, you know, show that appreciation mm-hmm. and, you know, vice versa. So. You know, like I usually do the cooking, but if he does it, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> right. And then and then all of that. So another big thing that helped us was learning our love language or, yeah. or just awareness around what the love languages were and and how it impacts. And we've also noticed our love has kind of changed. Uh-huh. So it's evolved over time. But, you know, the more that I am shown that kind of appreciation that we were just talking about, the more I will want to get intimate and, and physical. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not, if I'm not feeling any, like any of that, he doesn't want to hold my hand, whatever it is, yeah. then you're not going to want to do the things. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you, yeah, so, you have to feed into each other in order to, you know, especially yeah. for women. Like we need that kind of love to make us, mm. you know, not all the time, but a lot of us, especially after having kids, like we need, I guess what yeah. is it? Like men are, I guess they're just automatically sexual, I guess. And we need the love part. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, and that comes back to that awareness part because I'll just, I'll just get, be honest with you for a minute. So our sex life is way better than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And that is really because of the awareness side. And I'm yeah. really aware of the role that I play. And I know that like my husband's sexual desire is way higher than mine. Mm-hmm. And so he, he knows that like, that, you know, it's not going to happen all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but we're like, okay, we need, we need to like level the playing field right. a little bit. Um, And so it's just, it's just constantly being aware of, what works and what doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To have a healthy marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for sure. Yeah. So what are some ways that you help moms? What are at least maybe three takeaways or tips for moms who need to revive their relationships, you know, revive their marriages. And um, one thing I've gotten from you is bottom line, everything has <laughs> dramatically changed, you know, like you're in a much better space. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, you know, infidelity piece caused you all to have a shift where your mm-hmm. marriage is so much better now. It didn't go mm-hmm. downhill. It went uphill. You know, even mm-hmm. the sex life, everything is mm-hmm. much better now. So yeah. <laughs> any moms yeah. who are struggling in different these different areas, um, what are some tips that you would give them? Yeah. So I like I like to share the piece that there is there is hope. Um obviously it's there's still two people. We both have to want to make your relationship work. But the biggest piece for me and what I what I help with other moms is to really figure out 
the self-care piece and how you can have more of what's going to bring you up um, so that you can, you know, be that fun person that you were or that you can be. So exploring all that and figuring that side out um, and then really diving in to, I guess, the confidence the confidence piece is big in there as well, because you need to have the confidence to communicate openly and honestly mm-hmm. um, and helping you become more aware, basically, of, of where things are. So we would talk through, you know, what are what are some things that you fight about? What are how do you respond to different situations and and what can you do differently? Because mm-hmm. the radical responsibility piece is, is huge because ultimately in any kind of like coaching program, I can't guarantee that your marriage is going to work. Right. <laughs> nope. Nobody can guarantee stuff like that. But what I can guarantee is that you're going to have the support and you're going to feel confident in whatever happens. So even if your relationship doesn't work out, you're going to feel like you've done all the things that you need to do that you are comfortable and where you are and where your family is. And, and that's, that's a really big deal. I think. Yeah. So I love how you help moms. So tell us a little bit more about um, if moms need that support with reviving their relationships, how can they um, get in contact with you? Um, do you have, do you do um, one-on-one coaching group coaching? How do you go about doing that? So I've recently moved to a membership community. Um, So I have what's called the Relationship Revival Academy, where there are two kind of options to it. You can do like a self-paced version where you've got access to all of the information. And I've got like a relationship roadmap. So you can kind of figure out where you are on the roadmap and where you need the support. Or there's another um, VIP version where you can get more one-on-one support with that. Um, So that is what I offer. And then I also have a free Facebook community um, called Curious Community for Moms Who Want Rock Solid Relationships. So you can find that on Facebook um, if you're a Facebook user. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I love that. And moms, I know we are busy, but she has two different options. You can do it on your own or you can have that VIP option where you're getting that coaching that you need. So um and i have all of the information in the in the um caption for you all so in the, in the show notes i should say the show notes <laughs> so carrie let us know um is there anything else you have um, going on or coming up yeah so i really wanted to talk to you about the busy mom's revival bundle that is coming up on september 27th i'm excited because latoya is also part of the bundle she is sharing a freebie on self-care. And so what it is, is a bundle where you opt in and you can go in and grab all the free things that you want. And it's only available from September 27th to October 4th. So you need to register. And then once it's live, you go in, you grab your freebies, whichever freebies you don't want, don't grab them, whatever. (laughs) But if you want it, come in, grab it for free. And then once um, it is done, those gifts will no longer be free. You will have to pay for them. So get in while you can. (laughs) Yes. 
many different options, ladies. So like she said, it is completely free. You don't have to um, sign up for every last one. You just look at the bundle, see which um, which free offers that you know you relate to the most that you feel like you need, and you download mm -hmm. them. You heard Carrie said that self-care is very important in reviving yourself. So I got you with some self-care. So make sure you check out <laughs> yes. my resource. But yes, yes, make sure you all download that. And that will be in the um, the caption also in the show notes. So Carrie, let our mamas know where they can find you on social media. So as I said, I have a free Facebook community. I'd love for you to join. Curious community for moms who want rock solid relationship. Um, or you just follow me at Curie Honey. Instagram, Facebook, all the places. <laughs> all right. Love it, love it, love it. Make sure you all subscribe. I think this, I think you were my first relationship expert, which is, I'm so Ooh. excited. Definitely. <laughs> like I said, I know most moms, especially, especially after having kids, need to revive mm. their marriage in some kind of way. <laughs> Rather mm. you are, you know, your marriage has really gone downhill. It might, it may have just become stale and stagnant. <laughs> Yeah. Just trying to, you know, get that spark back, you know, get back and to just go ahead. Just just on that piece, don't don't be like me. <laughs> don't be like me and wait until your relationship is in crisis and you are clawing your way mm. back out of a deep dark hole to try and fix it. Get in there, learn the tools so that you can revive it while it's, you know okay <laughs> and not when you, when you're in disaster management okay <laughs> yes i agree yeah. and even if you have you may already be there remember she mm -hmm. said there is hope mm -hmm. just gotta want it both of you yeah. <laughs> that's the thing you have to have willing participants you have to want this yeah he has to want this and you put the work in Hope is yeah. never lost. You just put that work mm -hmm. in and revive your marriage. So thank you so much for sharing that, Carrie. And again, I'll have all your information in the show notes so everybody can follow you. Make sure you check her out, everybody. Make sure you check out the Busy Moms Revival Bundle. And I will see you all next time. Awesome. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the She is the Nourish Mom podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share with a mommy friend who needs to hear this message. Connect with me on social media at She is a Nourished Mom. And let me know your ahas and takeaways from this week's episode. Until next time, keep nourishing yourself, mama.